There are many ways people listen to vision, including on smart speakers. Just tell your smart speakers to play Vision Christian Radio. Alexa, play Vision Christian Radio. Vision. Yep, it really is that easy. You can also say, play V180 Radio for our music channel. It's just another way that Vision is helping you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. It's certainly a pleasure to welcome Lyle Shelton back to, uh, to 2020. Hello Lyle, welcome back. Thanks very much, Neil. Good to be with you. Well, Lyle, uh, a special welcome back in a number of ways for you. Back for a, a first update for us for 2017 on 2020. But uh, you're also a welcome home from your visit to the United States where you're there for the inauguration of Donald Trump. Uh, how did that go for you? Yeah, it was quite an extraordinary thing to be at, uh, Neil. Uh, I was over there for, for other meetings, which just so happened to coincide with the inauguration and um, had the opportunity to be uh, there right on the spot as uh, it was all taking place amongst uh, protesters and lots of uh, Trump supporters. Um, really was an incredible period uh, in America as they see this peaceful transfer of power. And it was great to see the grace, graciousness and generosity of uh, uh, Barack Obama as, as they transferred power uh, in, the, in the way that only the Americans do it. Uh, let's. There's so many things to get an update on, things that don't get discussed typically in the mainstream media, Lyle. Uh, just first of all, the fact that Donald Trump was sworn in using two Bibles, uh, is that a significant thing? The fact that uh, here you have a uh, Republican uh, president and not just being sworn in on a token Bible, but actually there must have been a choice in there using two Bibles to be sworn in on. Yes, I guess there's a, a prerogative of the incoming president. Uh, Barack Obama was sworn in on the Lincoln Bible, which is a famous uh, Bible owned by Abraham Lincoln, the, the great president uh, during the Civil War years who emancipated the slaves. Donald Trump used that Bible as well as a family Bible. Now, I think he was trying to send a message to um, uh, Christians in America that he is for them. I don't think anyone um, thinks for a moment that Donald Trump is necessarily a fully committed follower of Christ, although it would seem like he is on a journey. Um, certainly some of his conduct and language has been uh, nothing short of uh, despicable, and I have to use those words, Neil, to describe uh, things that came out during the campaign that he said about women. Uh, he, he certainly is a flawed person, but I think he's trying, and he certainly has surrounded himself with a number of Christians uh, in his administration, and I think uh, using those Bibles, uh, he was trying to, to send a message. Uh, he also spoke in his inauguration address from Psalm 133, quoting the Bible very eloquently. So, look, I, I think there are big question marks around Donald Trump, but uh, certainly he's sought to lay down some markers very early on uh, about his um, desire at least to be uh, seen to be supporting uh, Christianity. Uh, Lyle, your impression of Christian leaders and how they may have been feeling in the lead up to uh, the election of Donald Trump and, of course, then the inaugura inauguration, uh, because you had uh, some meetings there with Roman Catholic and evangelical Christian leaders in the US, and, uh, and they've held those sorts of views too, and perhaps even used that strong language like despicable. Uh, how have their attitudes adjusted? Are they, are they dwelling on those things, or are they making an adjustment for the, the way that they'll need to work with uh, the US administration into the future? 
Yeah, I think you've summed it up uh, really well, Neil. That does encapsulate where most people are at. Most um, weren't supporting Trump. They were supporting people like Rubio um, or uh, Ted Cruz during the primaries uh, and uh, were very reticent about uh, Trump for all the reasons we've just discussed. Uh, but um, the reality is he, he got elected. And uh, what I've sensed from uh, the people I spoke to in Washington, D.C., is that uh, many of them have reassessed their their viewpoint of Trump. Um, whilst he you know, certainly has said some very controversial things, um, there's no doubt the media has amplified uh, some of the controversial things and some of the silly things that he said, and they've used that to caricature him in a certain way. Uh, there's, there's no doubt the caricature has been over the top, um, Trump uh, certainly isn't um, as, as he's, he's certainly not stupid. Um, he's certainly not a buffoon, as has been um, characterised. Uh, he's no paragon of virtue, uh, but nonetheless, he has the potential to be a serious president. And um, given the policy positions he's taken on on uh, the issue of human rights for the unborn, the pro-life issues, uh, religious freedom, and the fact that he's prepared to nominate uh, conservatives to the Supreme Court, which has so much influence on public policy in America, that has caused many Christians to uh, reassess their uh, view of Trump and um, and to actually go from being concerned about him to being uh, quite optimistic about what his presidency could mean. They feel like uh, there was a target on the back of Christians under the Obama administration, and that would have been amplified under Hillary Clinton. Um, that sense that Christians were in the firing line is now gone under the Trump administration. Lyle, there was a 25-minute phone conversation yesterday between Malcolm Turnbull and Donald Trump. And uh, one of the things, of course, uh, we perhaps ought to be encouraged about is that the refugee deal appears to be standing. And that seems to fly in the face of of what the media tends to be reporting about uh, what might be unfolding with an immigration ban in the US. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on how Australia stands up in the relationship with the US and how that immigration issue even flows onto us here in Australia? Yeah, I think what it shows, Neil, is that uh, the Australia-US relationship is incredibly strong um, and uh, the fact that Donald Trump would uh, um, uphold an agreement made with um, the Obama administration and the Turnbull government I think speaks volumes of uh, how well Australia is regarded. Um, I think the media uh, continue to make mistakes about Donald Trump. They don't um, take him seriously. Uh, they take him literally, <laughs> um, but not seriously. And uh, I think his supporters uh, take him uh, seriously, but not literally. And uh, what I mean by that is that uh, with Donald Trump's positions, whether it's on immigration or not, there's a certain degree of hyperbole, but uh, he, he, he walks back from what might seem to be extreme positions. So he said he was going to ban all Muslim immigration to America. Now, he hasn't done that, even with uh, these, this controversial 90-day uh, um, hiatus on, on immigration from seven countries where jihadist activity occurs. Uh, what, what he's done is, is he's cracking down on um, lax border security laws and trying to get his vetting processes um, tightened up uh, so that they can have a greater assurance that there is uh, security when people come into the United States. So he, he uses extreme language and then walks back from it, uh, but he uses extreme language to make a point. Now, it's a political tactic. Uh, it's been working very well for him. The mainstream media hate it, but uh, the supporters of Trump 
uh, love it because they see him confounding the mainstream media and they see him uh, doing things that uh, go to their concerns about uh, national security. Lyle, there's a connection here because some will say, oh, well, that's happening all in in the United States. Uh, Here we are in Australia, we're different. But there is a flow-on effect uh, from his political style of leadership, which uh, is concerning some. And, of course, uh, with the potential for what uh, can happen with the rise of the One Nation Party under Pauline Hanson, and uh, looking towards uh, elections in Western Australia and uh, later in Queensland, uh, there is a move here, isn't there? There's a change in the political climate. People are bold uh, to be able to make a different direction. Uh, So what is happening in the US does have a flow-on effect in Australia. Your thoughts on what this sort of uh, flow-on effect might have when it comes to parties like One Nation, but also how it might affect the mainstream Liberal National Parties and, and even the Labor Party? Yes, I, th- I think uh, it is having a flow-on effect, as you say, and I think it's putting the people who uh, have the levers of power in mainstream politics, it's putting them on notice because there is a great deal of discontent in the electorate. They feel that their concerns aren't um, listened to, uh, whether it's concerns about radical uh, Islamism and, and terrorism uh, because of political correctness that doesn't allow us to name the problem. And I think if um, if leaders in in, uh, in the Liberal Party and the Labor Party uh, don't speak plainly about these things, that will just fuel um, support for groups like uh, One Nation and, and others. Um, so I think there's, a, there's um, a really important lesson here for for mainstream parties to to get a hold of. I think they they need to reassess um, their position on on issues like uh, same-sex marriage and and the whole gender fluidity agenda in schools, all of these things that are driven by uh, elites which are a million miles away from the concerns of ordinary people. Um, This is what we're seeing through the Trump phenomenon, is that these um, radical agendas are not uh, the concerns of ordinary people who are concerned uh, about jobs, they're concerned about uh, security, border security. Um, I don't think it's that they're anti immigrant they just want to make sure that there's orderly processes and so these are um, issues which um which our politicians have got to uh, grapple with and uh, I, I think the days of, of living in, in the world of political correctness are, are numbered uh, because people are looking for plain speaking and they're looking for leadership and uh, i hope that can come from our mainstream leaders in the major parties because i don't have confidence that groups like one nation uh, and pauline hansen can provide the necessary leadership in a country like australia Uh, There's so much to talk about in that whole political debate. What is sure, though, Lyle, is that this 2017 year ahead of us is likely to be a year of change. There's changing attitudes, changing ideologies. People are being more fluid in the way that they're holding to their political uh, foundations and uh, loyalties. Uh, Let me ask you, though, uh, well, there's plenty to talk about on that whole issue, but let me come to uh, something that's very important. I don't want to miss the opportunity on our uh, first conversation for 2017, because if we hearken back to December, uh, there was a very significant event that happened in Canberra that somehow or other uh, police and mainstream media somehow or other have glossed over, and that is the car bombing attack at the headquarters of the Australian Christian Lobby. Is there any update that you can bring us uh, as to what's happened with that investigation? Is there any new light on on those things as they have begun to unfold? 
Look, unfortunately not, Neil. I was pursuing this um, immediately uh, in the new year when I came back to work. Uh, I've been in the United States for, for two weeks, uh, but um, I haven't got any any further update. Um, I'm still very, very concerned with the um, reaction of the police, and you and I have spoken about this before, that the, the very morning after the car bombing, they dismissed any suggestion that this might have been a targeted attack. I still haven't seen any credible evidence um, to suggest that you could make that determination so quickly. Um, so I'm continuing to follow this up. I've had a number of um, politicians phone me. Uh, they are concerned. Um, to the credit of many in the mainstream media, uh, many have said to me um, uh, quietly and some not so quietly uh, that they uh, just can't understand how the police could make such a, a quick determination. So for me, there's still a lot of mystery around this. I'm, I am disturbed that uh, it's now more than a month since the, um, the car bombing and uh, we still don't have any more information, but uh, I'll be continuing to follow that up uh, with the police uh, now that I'm back. And it's interesting, I'm sure every listener to our conversation today who's been following along what's been happening with the Australian Christian Lobby with that car bombing, they would be a little disturbed that there are no developments, that there are no uh, more uh, pronouncements as to uh, the reasonings behind that, because uh, many would see that as a significant attack on uh, an organisation that is uh, fighting for the nation's freedom, as the Australian Christian Lobby does. Uh, just quickly, when it comes to the very controversial issue of marriage, I note that there was uh, some marches that went on for the LGBT community uh, yesterday. It is going to be a significant year ahead when it comes to the marriage issue. What are your thoughts on how things might unfold through the year, Lyle? I think it's still unknown, uh, Neil. Um, we, we've seen the Senate block the people's vote, the promised plebiscite that uh, the, the Turnbull government promised at the election as an election promise. Uh, so the, the Senate isn't allowing the government to implement an election promise uh, unless Senator Xenophon and, um, and Senator Darren Hinch from Victoria can be convinced to uh, change their minds. Uh, this continues to be uh, deadlocked in our nation. Now, I don't think that is uh, healthy. I think this is a debate that's gone on for almost 10 years now. Um, I think people do want to see it resolved. And for reasons that you and I have spoken about before, I think um, it should be resolved uh, by the people because of the massive consequences that flow. And um, there should be a proper public debate and then a, a people's vote. But uh, ideally, I would love to see the plebiscite uh, resurrected and, um, and allowed to pass the Senate. Um, that is the government's uh, policy. Um, if the Senate refuses to do that for the remainder of this parliamentary term, then I would expect uh, the coalition to take that policy to the next election um, and uh, to say very firmly to those who want change that uh, the only way this is going to change in Australia is if the people have a say. So um, I'm prepared to be patient, uh, and, and, uh, but ideally I think um, it should be uh, resolved um, in you know, this year uh, by a people's vote. But... Um, you know, the Senate is intransigent at the moment and uh, it's, it's really holding uh, the people to ransom at the moment on this issue and it's holding the government to ransom. Well, Lyle Shelton, always so, so good getting an update from you on those issues that are on the political agenda, those issues that will be on the agenda this week and uh, many of these on the remainder through the year 2017. Thanks so much for uh, giving us an update today, sharing your heart with us and letting us in on uh, what the plans are and uh, positions are from the Australian Christian Lobby. Lyle Shelton, I'll point people to simply Google ACL or the Australian Christian Lobby to get some detail and some updates on to what's happening on the political agenda. Lyle, thanks for joining us today on 2020. 
Look, thank you so much, Neil. And can I just uh, thank uh, the many of your listeners who I know have been praying for us too, particularly over this uh, bombing issue over Christmas. We really value and appreciate the support of so many Christians all over the country. So thank you so much for that. Uh, We'll talk again soon. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.